morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike. <laughs> Thank you for Spike Batmensch Cohen. I am Matt Wright, <laughs> and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Freedom. I like Batmensch. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Be sure to share it everywhere. Share it all over the internet, every way that you are listening to this or watching this or whatever platform you're on right now. God love you. Just share it all over. Be sure to show big tech and the reptilians that control this planet Earth that we're not going to take any more of their garbage. And it's and we're going to show them that by sharing content on their just be sure to share this right now. Be sure to like it, follow, subscribe, however you are consuming this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Be sure to reward us personally by, if you haven't already, liking, following, subscribing, whatever you do on this thing that you're using. And if you're using YouTube, be sure to hit the old bell. Hit the bell. Hit that bell so that every time we put something up, your phone explodes with notifications. I want the last thing that we want is for you to sleep soundly while we are live doing something. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. First and foremost, I would like to thank the very fine people, the very fine and handsome people and beautiful people at SiestaCava.com. SiestaCava. Okay. okay. And allow me to thank the equally handsome and, and, and alluring, sexy... Uh, um, I'm running out of adjectives. People at Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Ultra pure water. Kosher made in America. Just like me and sexy too. Bula Vinaka. Bula Vinaka. So I was just on Kennedy, but I'm used to doing Kennedy for like four minutes. That was, I'm used to, <laughs> I'm used to being on that show for four minutes. And this time it went a lot longer. So I didn't get to drink anything, and I'm very parched. So I'm actually going to be drinking a lot of Le Bleu during this <laughs> during this episode. I um, I I'm at that camera, right? Yeah. Yes, I am at that camera. Okay, just making sure. I don't know, like so now that I, I have this whole new setup in this in in the new house, and like I'm used to having the camera much lower. So it's like I can look at you when you talk, but now when I look at you, because the camera is like a foot higher now i'm like oh you have to look up like right oh, okay. i have to look up to look at the camera if i'm looking down to like when you're talking it looks like i'm not paying attention so it looks so what i did like the rest of the show i had to right and, and so what i had to do was actually set up so that my my laptop screen is right here and my camera's right here and that way i can kind of like do this number here kind of like it's 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 kind of subtle but before right. it was it, like Yes, Matt, that's an excellent point. And so, hey, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to figure this one out before next week. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus in the history of any organization that I've heard of and certainly anyone could possibly take seriously. Be able to go, be sure to go to facebook.com slash group slash LPWHC or just search for Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus and you will more than likely find our group. Become a member today and become a, an official member by buying a Waffle House Caucus button 
uh, by going to muddywatersmedia.com, clicking on the old store button, and then you'll see the button at the store. After clicking the store button, ha! This episode's also brought to you by Nug of Knowledge, smokable CBD, back to our roots selling smokables. Uh, uh, Nug of Knowledge is not your average CBD supplier because number one, they're selling weed. Secondly, they also are, uh, in addition to that, they're giving their proceeds to help end the destructive war on drugs. And then finally, uh, they also have a compassionate use program uh, for people who cannot afford CBD products, people like uh, uh, who are disabled and veterans and so forth. Uh, so they have a great program for that. And uh, people who uh, use Nug of Knowledge report having uh, increased help with their joint pain and their anxiety, or just for a quick pick me up that comes from smoking weed. So go to nugofknowledge.com <laughs> and uh, and use checkout code Spike for ten percent off. And this episode, of course, is brought to you by South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who is, was, and shall remain a bitch. Don't forget about. Uh... Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds. Oh my gosh, personal, how could I forget personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who, if you are in the Tampa Bay area of Florida and find yourself to be injured personally, then Chris Reynolds will make sure that you get as much money. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, Chris. You, so you, uh, I, I did talk to personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law about this. And he informed me that, yes, we are allowed to say whatever we want. He can't. Chris Reynolds will get you so rich. You won't even believe it. You will be so happy that you were personally injured. Turn that frown upside down today, kids, and go to personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law at chrisreynoldslaw.com. Don't sue me if that doesn't happen by the way, because I'm right. Jewish. <laughs> he has an uncle that's a lawyer. It's guaranteed. I have never met this person, but it's almost, it is guaranteed. I will take you to the law firm. You will hear from my lawyers at Cohen and 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 Goldstein and Jackson. <sighs> Jackson was a diversity hire. <laughs> so other than Kennedy, how was your week? It was good. I had a good week. I had a good week. I, uh, I got to, uh, I got a little bit more rest than usual. It wasn't quite as busy with interviews, which was nice until I was on Kennedy. Um, and then what's happening. Oh, so on Friday, I'm actually going to be meeting with, um, a, uh, a very famous, uh, and well-respected, uh, libertarian speaker in, uh, in Latin America. She's, she just, she just so happened to be, we started following each other on Twitter and then she says, Oh, you're, you're on, you're in Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, yeah, that's where I live. And she's like, I'm in Myrtle Beach for two weeks. So we're actually getting together to talk about the future of libertarianism in, uh, in the Latin American world here in the U S and also, uh, across the, across the country, across the planet. Uh, her name is Antonella Marti and I'll be meeting her. Uh, I don't know. We might live, I might live stream or something like that, us talking or something or, or not, but that, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else is going to be happening. Um, we are not doing a three hour show tonight. Thank you no, for asking. We are definitely no, not doing it. Definitely hours. not. About a good solid hour plus ish. Um, but uh, yeah, so about that... how old she is. Who? The woman that you met from Twitter. I don't even know. I'm listen. I am 
happily married, okay? This is about libertarianism. My wife will more than likely even be there. Like, it's not like that. I don't know. I think she's in her 30s or something. I don't know. I don't know how old she is. Not that it even matters. And frankly, how dare you? Fair. So speaking, oh, well, how was your week? You had a, a fun night, huh? I did. I did. Uh, busy work week, you know, last week. Uh, the the three-hour show last Tuesday didn't help. Um, that just kind of threw off the sleep schedule for the rest of the week. Um, but uh, slept in Saturday, slept in a little bit on Sunday. And then Sunday night, I found myself somehow. Don't know how these things happened. Actually, I do know how this happened. Uh, Muddied Waters Media got invited to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks post Super Bowl party. Did you get your invite? I no. Weird. weird. Um, That's just so weird. I was at the Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl <laughs> party uh, after they won, and uh, that was a good time. That was fun. So you were just, at the official Tampa Bay Bucks Tampa, yeah. Super Bowl oh. victory party. Yeah, oh. no, I missed that invitation. That's a real that's shame. Weird. Yeah, that's weird that you didn't get that's that invite. so odd. <laughs> so weird. So weird well, that good. you weren't there. I don't get it. I don't get why I wouldn't I, be there. But I'm glad you had lost, a good time. It must have gotten lost in the mail. It must have. That's a real shame. So speaking of uh, lost... Our next step, uh, segment is the uh, Black Cold Brewed <laughs> Caffeinated Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Black Cold Brewed Organic Coffee, the most delicious coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Go to Black Brews, BLVCKBrews.com, because nothing, this spelling means nothing anymore. This is a post-apocalyptic 2021 that we live in. You can spell things however the hell you want. BLVCKBrews.com and use code MW for coffee. Use code MW for free. That's how we spell coffee now, MW. Use code MW for free shipping. Matt? So, uh, this week, Joe Biden went on virtual meeting with healthcare workers in Arizona, and uh, there were a couple of awkward moments having to do with the president. Uh, I've clipped together here a few segments Uh Instead of showing you a 40-minute video, I'm going to show you yeah. the very uh, concise 45-second video. Um, so that way you can get an idea of some of the awkward moments that Joe Biden had with... Just how it is when Joe Biden talks to nurses. All right. right. Well, now I am going to hand it over to Brittany, who is our lead clinical supervisor. She is out at the vaccination tents, and I know she's looking forward to talking with you. Thank you. Remember, lead supervisor. Talking about being a nurse for quite a while. Are you a freshman at the university? There we go. No, (laughs) no. You look like a freshman. (laughs) Well, thank you. And you're making a huge difference, and you are inspiring all of us. So thank you for everything you are doing. It really does matter in such a big way. Thank you. Thank you. Are are you a nurse? I am. I'm a nurse. I'm an RN. I've been an RN for about nine years now. We're just not so, even going to pretend he has his faculties anymore. It's amazing. Right. So she she was introduced by who whomever the woman was at the beginning um, as the lead supervisor of the vaccination team. Yeah. A job they regularly give to 17 and 18 year olds. Um, 
and she speaks for eight minutes about the policies and how they're doing everything. And I watched all eight minutes of this. So that you don't have to folks. Right. So you don't have to. I did. (laughs) Mainly it was just so I could get to that first. Are you a freshman? Um, But after eight minutes where she's definitely explaining things medically with knowledge very cool as one would if they were just a freshman in college which why would they have a freshman in college talking to the president oh my gosh yeah you look like a freshman and uh she's you know now i'm i'm head nurse i'm head nurse and after kamala harris says, we're very proud of you we're very proud of you we're you know everything you're doing he says she's trying she right she's trying (laughs) salvage this let me salvage this a little bit she's trying just please shut up joe please he follows it with and you're you're a nurse (laughs) where have you now thankfully uh thankfully joe biden did come out very quickly uh with an apology statement um you know he's he's good with the recovery so he did come out with this uh very very um uh, surprisingly uh vulnerable statement and i had a nurse at at uh nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually, probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get get me moving. It's powerful. If he would have asked her, if he would have asked her, if If she would blow, have you ever blown it If she has ever done it. Did you did you ever blow into somebody's have nostrils ever, to get them breathing again? Like if he ever did that, I know oh you can't really God. do this in the COVID era. But have you ever bent down and blown oh, into God. the ear of of someone to get them up and 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 oh, going? God. That the fact that that might happen is. It's out there and it's a possibility and it honestly makes me so incredibly happy. It is not impossible. Folks, there are silver linings to our continued and worsening oppression. Joe Biden's acting this way is definitely, definitely one of them. Uh, Now, in a a different presentation, uh, Major General Michael McGuire of the Arizona National Guard told Biden, Uh, who ended his 88 presidential run due to a plagiarism scandal that other states are welcome to rip off his state's COVID-19 plan. Uh, He said, "Uh, plagiarism is the highest form of flattery. That's what we say. So if everyone wants to copy what Arizona is doing, we think we've got it figured out here. Joe Biden responded by saying yes. And like I always say, plagiarism is the highest form of flattery. That's what we say. So if everyone wants to copy what Arizona (laughs) is doing, we think we got it figured out here. Powerful again, very powerful. Which, so um, when I was doing the notes on this section, uh, that part was written in, I think that was on CNN. Um, And they said there were some awkward moments and they talked about the freshman thing. And then it said, uh, and Joe Biden, who ended his presidential run, his 1988 presidential run due to a plagiarism scandal, and then brought that up. And I was like, that's. That's awkward. That's got to be like, awkward in, a, in all fairness and on the bright side for Joe, he doesn't remember 1988. So yeah, I was going to say that that's all, you know, I, is it plagiarism? If you don't know, it's already been said word for word before. 
like minutes before or is it just something worse <laughs> it's 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 something worse it's actually something, something much, worse. much worse it's something much worse for someone who has the nuclear codes right. now the good news is he probably does not remember the nuclear codes the bad right. news is that means someone else has to know them this is increasingly depressing <laughs> speaking of increasingly depressing uh the trump donald trump is i know this is coming out of nowhere donald trump is being impeached <laughs> again so uh, that's going to be heard, is already being heard in the it's Senate, heard, right? uh, and, and the rules uh, have been agreed upon. Uh, they are debating and voting uh, today. D- did the did the vote happen on whether or not the trial is constitutional? Yes, and uh, they voted that it was constitutional. I meant to look oh. up what the final count was on that, um, but I forgot to today. Uh, but it now, was... did that did that just require a, a simple majority? Yeah. That one just okay. required a simple majority for it to be constitutional. Uh, if yeah. I had to guess, just off the cuff, I'm guessing uh, 50, I'm going to look it up. 644. That's good. Yeah, that, that's that is my guess. 5644. Um, but yeah, so uh, they did that vote today. Then opening arguments actually started today as opposed to tomorrow. Um, and the House impeachment managers and Trump's team will have 16 hours over two days each to present their cases to the Senate. Now, uh, some of Trump's team members were going today. What was your guess? 5644? Yeah. I don't know what you win, but you win. That's exactly what it was. Um, Something I did not priceless. look that up. I did not look that up. That was just, that that was a guess. Um, But uh, yeah, so some of Trump's uh, members went team, uh, law law people, the lawyer, law team. uh, Law people. His defense team. That's where I was going. His Uh, defense team of law people. His defense team of Chris Reynolds. Um, They went today. Uh, some of them started today and a couple of them had decent arguments. Others. No, not really. Uh, somebody said that this is just going to divide the country further. I tend to agree. If you're talking about trying to bring everybody together, I think this will do that. But I don't really think that anybody cares about unity in this country. For I was going to say, I don't think it even matters anymore. I think they want everyone to be, uh, divided. So, uh, this, uh, this deal, uh, so under this, under this deal, uh, house impeachment managers and the team, they're going to have, uh, two days, uh, each to present their case to the Senate, uh, also leaves the door open to calling witnesses. Uh, but again, it has to be within that 16 hour time frame over two days. Um, and they're hoping to wrap the trial up by next week. Now let's be very clear about something, folks. There is you know, they keep saying, well, we need to hold Trump accountable. That's why we're doing this impeachment that has zero hope of actually of actually uh, uh, convicting Trump. You have to get 67 votes uh, in the in the Senate to be able to convict him. They just only got 56 votes to say that it's even legal what they're doing. It's not they're not going to get another 11 votes in the next week. That's not going to happen. They're never going to get it. OK, like they could show Donald Trump shooting the proverbial guy on Fifth Avenue and they'd at best get 60. They're, they're not going to get that. 
if they actually wanted to punish Trump and, and make sure he could never run again, they could simply censure him invoking the 14th Amendment, where it says something about if you are found guilty of insurrection and uh, or if you have uh, stoked an insurrection or however it's worded, and they could remove him. They don't want to remove him. The Democrats need Donald Trump like the Republicans needed Barack Obama. Um, it, it, this is all theater. You, so you, the, the, the 14th Amendment is on the table that has been floated multiple times. And yeah. the issue with it, um, the issue with it for Democrats specifically is they don't think it goes far. Like the people on the far left of the Democratic Party don't think it goes far enough. The people who are more centrist in both the Republicans and the Democrats are kind of for it, where they're like, hey, let's just censure him, make sure he can't run in 2024. And then we don't have to worry about it. It requires a simple majority vote, which means literally if every Democrat votes for it and Kamala Harris is the tie-breaking vote, he yeah. can't ever run again, period. That's it. So all of this, you know, doing all of this theater with the impeachment, with everyone knowing that it has 0% chance of actually passing, there is no, it is not going to happen. With a 100% chance that if they did it the other way, if they did it with this uh, 14th Amendment in, invoking that and, pat, and doing that censure, which would ban him from ever running again, which is a, a, about as harsh a punishment as you're going to get for him, knowing that that has essentially a 100% chance of winning, 0% chance versus 100% chance. I don't know, folks. It looks to me like the fix is in and that this is all just about stoking the tensions of division to make sure that everyone hates each other. Now, allegedly, allegedly, um, according to one of Trump's lawyers today, uh, the Democrats have hired like major uh, movie studios to create, yeah, movie studio, yeah, to create like this uh, long scare tactic propaganda piece um, to try to convince those eleven senators who don't think this is constitutional that they should do it anyway. If you think that Michael Bay's movies were bad now, you're going to hate this one. <laughs> you know, if Michael Bay does this, I will play it at the opening every week. I'll play the entire thing. I will play all of it, all 15 hours of it. Yeah, I don't care how long. I want the director's cut of, of impeachment <laughs> rise of the rise of the Democrats impeachment to rise of the Democrats. And, uh, I'll watch all of that. And, uh, I already know that, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones is rolling. That it's going to be very powerful. Um, playing probably. Sh AFC, Sh Sean Del Grosso. I hope I'm saying that right. Sean Del Grosso said that, uh, M night Shyamalan directed it. And if so, cause what, it's M night Shyamalan and it has a twist. With a twist. It's a twist. Uh, it would turn out Q was right. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be, in a Democratic production, that Q ends up being right. That is beautiful. If, and only to make Alex Jones upset is that the right. one conspiracy theory that he wouldn't sign on to, it turns out that was right. Oh, my gosh. I failed. So I love it. Um, I yeah. love it. Well, uh, speaking of, so, speaking of, of Donald Trump, uh, one of the things Donald Trump did was, uh, he had gotten rid of a 10% uh, duty on aluminum, uh, a tariff on aluminum, um, from the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, right before he left office. Now, the good news one, is, one if you were hoping for aluminum to be cheaper 
and more uh, uh, accessible for consumers and people that use raw goods to make things here in America so that they can be price competitive with other companies around the world. I have some great news for you. Joe Biden just screwed all that up. And his reasoning for uh, putting that 10 percent back, uh, he said, I consider it is, I consider it is necessary and appropriate in light of our national security interests to maintain at this time the tariff treatment applied to aluminum article imports from the UAE. Because as we all know, aluminum <laughs> is at the center of our national security interests. The U.S. government is giving and selling weapons to the UAE. But we can't let our national security interests be upset by not charging you... Americans, a tax if you buy anything that has their aluminum in it. Right. Now, the irony is that some of that aluminum will be used to make Tomahawk missiles and other weapon systems that will then be sold or given to the UAE to be used largely against the civilian population of Yemen. Thankfully. We're trying to stay positive here. We were asked to be more positive on this show, so we're just going to end every segment by saying thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. People did not like the negative outlook that we had. For the cost of the genocide happening in Yemen will go up 10%, 10%. on one of the major 10%, roughly 10%. And good, the good news, the silver lining there, of course, is that you will be paying for that, all of it. Thankfully, other great, thankfully, other great, <laughs> thankful news. Marco Rubio has reintroduced. Speaking of terrorism, un unironic uh, terrorism, uh, Marco Rubio has reintroduced his Terror Intelligence Improvement Act. Oh, this sounds like a nightmare already. Terror Intelligence Improvement Act, which sounds like the horror show that we can all expect this to be, which would suspend the gun rights of anyone who is suspected suspect not charged not definitely not convicted suspected of terrorism matt now this is actually the second time he's tried to do this um the first time it failed miserably good but now he feels that he has support from everybody um to get this down done um and on his website if you want to go to marcorubio.com i think that's his website I don't know. Um, on his website, uh, it says, when an individual who was the subject of a federal terrorism investigation within the last 10 years tries to obtain a firearm. 10 years. Yep. Oh, 10 years. Yep. 10 years. Tries to obtain a, I, and I know that this is right because I copy pasted it because mm -hmm. I did not want to get anything wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 years, tries to obtain a firearm, allow the U.S. Attorney General to delay the purchase or transfer for up to 10 business days and file an emergency petition in court to prevent the transfer. If the court finds probable cause that the individual is or has been engaged in terrorism, the Attorney General may arrest the individual. Wait, so, wait. Okay, so first of all, 10 years. 10 years. So if 10 years ago... 
you had a a, a a buddy that did something and they investigate you because you were one of the people they talked to, even though you had no idea what the buddy was doing. Or so, I'm giving some kind of weird hypothetical, like some weird thing that, you know, they talked to you briefly and hopefully you didn't say anything and you told them lawyer and then shut up and didn't talk to them anymore, as we often talk about on this show. Just say you want a lawyer and then shut up. After that happens, call Chris Reynolds. And if you're in Florida, call Chris Reynolds, especially if they personally injured you. Right. But if within, if after 10 years of that, 10 years, if after a decade of that, you go to try to get a firearm, the U.S. Attorney General, the Department of Justice can delay that and file an emergency petition in court and then possibly have you arrested. For the thing that happened 10 years ago 10 that you were already ago. probably cleared on. Yeah. For your safety. Now, I like to play the game. Let's pretend that we made government go through this whenever we talk about guns. When we talk about background checks, you know, would government pass its own background? Check? Absolutely not. Government no. ha- has a long history of mass murder and lying about mass murder and lack of accountability and abusing the rights of people and throwing people in cages and, you know, all, all sorts of terrible things that they do. How about this one? Marco Rubio has been one of the greatest supporters of the genocide in Yemen. Mm-hmm. Big time. Now, that may not legally be terrorism, but I'd say that the hundreds of thousands of dead Yemeni children, if they still were able to talk because they weren't dead, probably would say that Marco Rubio shouldn't be allowed to obtain a firearm. It would be considered terrorism if any other country was doing it and we were the ones watching. Correct. Unless one of those countries was Saudi Arabia or the UAE or Israel or uh, a handful of other countries that the U.S. works with to inflict terror on the entire rest of the world, uh, including if, so most if recently. Russia was the one, if, I was going to say, if Russia or China or you know somebody yep. else was funding this, terrorism. the American government would be up in arms saying this is terrorism, yep. they're committing genocide, we need to make yes. it stop, you know, we need mm-hmm. to get in their boots on the ground, whatever. Uh, but the fact that we are doing it, yep. you don't really well, hear about it. We're being robbed to pay for them to do it. But yes, because we, the, the U.S. government is doing it. We don't really hear about it. And we it's, don't really you know, hear about it. And it's not terrorism. No, it's not terrorism. It's, it's, it's democratic terrorism. Um, the, uh, the beauty is that uh, my favorite part about the uh, U.S.-sponsored genocide in Yemen is that one of the people that the U.S. government, one of the groups that the U.S. government is funding and providing arms for is al-Qaeda, which means it's treason, too. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yes. But it's not the first time the U.S. government has committed treason. Thankfully. 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 Now, also thankfully, um, actually, this is kind of thankfully, Joe Biden's uh, stimulus package for multi-billionaires and crony corporations that will give you $1,400 of your own money uh, and then stick you with the bill for the entire thing at the tune of roughly, I think, $8,000 per American with interest has hit some snacks, thankfully. A little bit, thankfully. Um, single taxpayers. So initially, the Democratic Party was starting to splinter. Yes. That's kind of an important part for this. They were starting They were starting to splinter because uh, some of them were in agreements with some of the more centrist of the Republicans who were saying, 
75,000 might be a little bit much. How about we lower that to 50? And they were in agreement and... This is based on your 2019 tax returns. Right. So whatever happened to you last year, if you lost everything, because, oh, I don't know, your small business was shut down indefinitely to slow the spread, uh, then it doesn't matter. They're going by pre-COVID. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, But so now single taxpayers with annual income of 75,000 married couples that make up to 150 would qualify for the full payment amount of... $1,400, which that, I believe, makes the entire total $3,200 for all of 2020. Well, since the pandemic really hit. Yeah. 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 Raise your hand if you can live on $3,200. Is it this current year or are we talking about 1930? I mean, it'd be tough in 1930. $3,200. No, actually, I guess you could swing that in the 30s. Yeah, no, in the 30s, you could swing that. Yeah, during the Depression? Yeah, during the Depression, 3,200 go quite a a ways. Post-war era, not so much. Right. Post-war era, not so much. Nope. Uh, The legislation would also extend federal unemployment programs currently set to expire at the end of next month through the end of August and increase the federal boost to unemployment benefits from 300 per week to 400 per week. That hundred bucks. Don't spend it every one in one place. No. Be sure to spread that out onto all of your bills that are piling up because you've been told you're not essential and that you can't work for a living uh, unless you're doing Uber Eats like every other poor schmuck in your neighborhood is doing. Uh, th- this is <laughs> and the most viral tweet I've ever had was where I simply took the the hundred the nine hundred dollars. Uh, uh, that or six hundred dollars that was given in the last thing, and, and multiplied it by every single American uh, in, in the in the country, uh, without and not factoring in that a good number of Americans, probably about a third of Americans, didn't qualify for various reasons, and showed that that worked out to uh, I think, oh gosh, that my math is failing me, but it it worked out to uh, uh, about a third. Uh, or no, less than that, about $200 billion and that they were spending $900 billion. Where do you think that other $700 billion is going? And it's the same thing even even magnified with this bill. The vast majority of this money is going to major crony corporations and big government agencies to make sure that they aren't affected even remotely. In fact, they actually get more money during this whole nonsense where the rest of us are having our livelihoods destroyed uh, and are being stuck with massive uh, debt bills that we'll be having to pay off for the next 40 years with interest. But we so, do get an extra 100 bucks a week for unemployment. That's true. An extra 100 bucks a week. Um, the package includes a one-year expansion of the child tax credit, making the credit fully refundable and increasing the credit amount to $3,600 per child under the age of six. And six just seems like a really arbitrary number here. What is that? Does it go down a little after six or it's just done it's, once you're seven? Screw you, kid. Uh, 3,000. So if they're under six, they're actually oh, worth okay. 600 more. So if you have a child under the age of six, they are worth $600 more than a child over the age of six. Of course. That's not weird or arbitrary. Right. At all. Because six-year-olds, fun fact, six-year-olds require less money to raise 
than a five-year-old. Wait. No, they don't. <laughs> you know what costs very little is a 15-year-old. They cost almost nothing. They cost like nothing. They cost nothing. <laughs> they cost nothing. Yeah. Pennies. Uh, uh, it also includes a one-year expansion of the earned income tax credit and the child independent care tax credit. Um, and the bill would dramatically increase premium subsidies for Americans receiving their health insurance through the ACA for two years. So in other words, your your overall health care costs are going to go up because anytime that insurance costs are subsidized, that allows them to to increase the amount that they're paying out, which means that the crony corporations, the insurance companies, the medical provision companies, big pharma, everyone involved in the in the the healthcare industrial complex in this country uh, continue to make a fortune. And again, you get stuck with the bill for all of that with interest. Yeah, that's right. But it's okay because you don't have to pay it right now. You have to pay it with interest for the next 40 years. Now, thankfully. Now, the entire uh, Ways and Means Committee, uh, who will be giving out the $1,400 checks and the tax credits for the children, is getting about $900 billion from all of this. So we have about a trillion dollars left to find. Um, and I, I'm not one to quickly say that the media is biased against like Republicans versus Democrats. Like it's definitely biased against us, but <laughs> it pretends was, we don't exist, but yes, right, right. Definitely biased in, in their own special way. Now this was not as easy to find the breakdown as it was when Donald Trump and the Republicans in the Senate were putting in, you know, billions of dollars for new fighter jets. Right. Took me took me a little bit of extra time. I was actually working right up till the point that we went live, and he's like, "Are you ready to go live?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." Um, but 440 billion in help to communities, in addition to the funds for school reopening, which that means they are going to give teachers a lot of money to go back to the classroom to complain about having to teach your kids because they don't want to be there. Which is what the, this is what the teachers unions have been holding out for. They keep saying, oh, it's the safety of your children. No, it's not. It's not. The, in most states, uh, teachers were given the prioritization for vaccination. Uh, they've shown that children largely uh, do not have, you know, children are uh, the, the fatality rate uh, for COVID among children or even the, the rate of having any kind of serious illness or even really having that many symptoms to begin with is almost non-existent. Uh, among children. It's kind of weird and paradoxical. Usually children suffer the worst from these types of illnesses, children and the elderly. Here it's it's the elderly, but children have almost no effect whatsoever. Um, so it, ha it has nothing to do with the safety of the children. And of course, these lockdowns and the school closures have led to massive increases in suicide among young children and depression and uh, being exposed to uh, more domestic abuse because they can't get away from the situation to report it. Uh, they're dealing with all sorts of terrible things, these kids. Uh, but thankfully, the uh, teachers unions got their half a trillion dollars in slush funding uh, to be able to finally allow children to be taught again. Yep. Thankfully. Now, included in that, four, <laughs> included in that $440 billion to help communities, uh, there 
it includes grants and loans for small businesses, although this term was not defined. Yeah, no, that's going to be like the last one. It's going to go to uh, mostly to chains of large corporations. This is this. Yep. <laughs> it's incredible. Um. A hundred, uh, hundred and sixty billion is going for the national vaccination program, expanded testing, public health job programs, and other steps to fight the virus and expand paid leave. For hang on, I think I still have that up because we have a lot of Are we doing notes in in live paid leave for for the um, expanded paid leave? Uh, for, for those dastardly, well, eliminating exemptions for big and small employers, the, uh, the plan would allow for 14 weeks of paid sick and family leave and medical leave for caregivers and other people. Um, I should have just hit backspace on that. instead of trying to find that, uh, but yes, uh, paid leave also ill-defined for somebody. Now, this, this is actually a good bit of actual bright side. Uh, this was going to have uh, a $15 an hour minimum wage assigned to it, which is great news if uh, you were wanting to lose your small business job um, to, uh, to these terrible wage uh, increases that would inevitably lead to, uh, according to the CBO, uh, as many as one and a half million jobs almost instantly lost. Um, and and not much improvement for for those who still kept their jobs uh you would have millions of americans getting the real minimum wage which is zero dollars and zero cents an hour which is what you make when you can't find a job because no one can afford to pay you uh but on the goods on the good note uh that wage uh increase fell victim to the chopping block uh when Joni ernst um a republican from iowa proposed prohibiting the increase in the federal minimum wage during the pandemic um Bernie Sanders actually supported Ernst's amendments. He spoke on the amendments to clarify that his plan is to gradually raise the federal minimum wage. So if if you ever find yourself supporting a job-killing regulation that's so bad that Bernie Sanders says it's a bit much, then you've possibly gone too far. Right. You like possibly, maybe like, possibly. And to be clear, Bernie Sanders just said, this, this needs to be done. This needs to be done gradually. Gradually, gradually over right. over unacceptable. unacceptable this is unacceptable, unacceptable. Uh, but yeah uh he wants to do it gradually over the next four years um to raise it double in the next four years um you know gradually gradually just you know a little bit here and there um but yeah, he wants to raise it gradually because jumping to 15 immediately was just too much and I agree with him jumping to 15 is too much that's all that's where that ends that's just it's too um, much we have to look if we're not any any conversation that doesn't focus on two things number one the fact that the reason people can't live on 725 an hour or 15 dollars an hour for that matter for many people is because of bad monetary policy from the federal reserve which has made the u.s dollar lose 98 percent of its value over the last hundred years 
or or any or any uh, conversation about the fact that the reason that wages are, are are suppressed and haven't been rising with the cost of living is because they've created these types of job killing regulations that reduce the demand for American labor and increase the supply of Americans looking for good work, which is called a glut, which leads to lower values. If Anything that doesn't talk about deregulating, getting rid of job-killing regulations so that the value of American labor becomes higher as it becomes more, more demand for it and the number of Americans looking for jobs goes down, which means increased demand, reduced supply, increased value, uh, and also looking at the fact that we need to end the Fed and get the government out of the printing of fiat currency so that our money actually retains or even gains value over time. Those are not serious conversations. Minimum wage increases are not a serious conversation. None of these things will seriously deal with anything other than creating more revenue for government and creating more people who cannot find work and are dependent on government to be able to meet their basic needs. Right. Now, on on Sunday uh, at the President Speaks pre-Super Bowl interview that happens every year, uh, President Joe Biden uh, said that Democrats may have to punt on raising the federal minimum wage to $15 per hour, at least for now. Uh, and he said, I don't think it's going to survive because of the rules of the United States Senate, which is odd because the Senate voted it down in Joni Ernst's proposal, amendment. I mean, now, if that were his worst... At least he didn't ask Joni Ernst if she were a freshman in college. Thankfully. Yet. 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 <laughs> Give that The time. term's young. The term's young. That's right. We still have a couple, at least, <laughs> at least another year. Um. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe about a year. Yeah. Yeah. About a year. Now, the awesome. minimum wage increase uh, is the Senate's. So in the Senate's procedural rules that allow a simple majority to pass a bill only if a bill directly impacts federal spending or revenue. Right. It's a process known as reconciliation. Anything else like things like forcing people to pay people $15 an hour um, would require at least 60 votes to pass. Now, whether or not the minimum wage hike can be passed via reconciliation is up to Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough, an unelected, unelected and nonpartisan interpreter of the Senate's rules. So basically this one person whom I have never heard of before yesterday. Ever. No. She's the one that decides whether or not things can be voted on and, and under what rules they fall. It would be very easy for them to say that this should pass with a simple majority because it obviously it is very easy to say that it impacts federal spending or federal revenue because it does if you in, if you double the uh uh the the federal um if you double the federal minimum wage then you would have both the situation of increased revenue from the workers who didn't lose their jobs and lost revenue from the workers who did lose their jobs and could not find other work because their their skill level doesn't afford $15 an hour in in this in this job market um it would easily be able to do that oh, yeah. um 
Yeah, so to blame that on the Senate. This isn't happening because it's bad economics. It would be immediately disastrous, and politicians prefer bad economics that are disastrous years from now and happen slowly and subtly, not something that causes massive amounts of mayhem uh, that they can, you know, that can be directly pinned on one of their bad policies. Now, Senator Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. Uh, he has stated that he would not support a $15 per hour national minimum wage because, uh, which would sink, which would sink West Virginia, even if uh, it was in reconciliation, because he knows that West Virginia, many parts of West Virginia can't afford a $15 minimum wage. Yeah. And he knows that it would sink his chances of reelection ever again. And that's what it would sink that he's concerned about. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he is concerned that it would sink West Virginia because he would get kicked out. He'd also get sunk. Yeah. Uh, this actually, so a minimum wage increase across the board like this way disproportionately hurts the lower cost States where seven twenty five or eight or $9. I was shocked to discover we, we had the Iowa moment, uh, that, that some of you might remember when Matt and I were uh, live streaming the second debate, and I'm in Iowa surrounded by uh, by people with the Libertarian Party of Iowa. And I go, no one can possibly live on $600 a week. Come on, raise your hands if you could actually survive on $600 a week. And they all raised their hand. And I went, And everybody in Iowa raised their everyone hand. Everyone and everyone in Iowa, not just there in the room, but everyone in Iowa instinctively yep. raised their hand. I went, no, $600? Like, yeah, I live on way less than that. If you were to increase this to $15 an hour, no one would be able to afford labor. This wouldn't just hurt low-skilled wages. This would hurt medium-skilled and high some some high-skilled wages as well, where people are perfectly fine making 12 and 13 bucks an hour, and where that's really all that they can afford to pay there because of how low costs are. Um, yeah. So there's really, yeah, there's this would sink the South and Midwest. I know multiple people who are in like supervisor level positions, places who make $15 an hour. They're not going to get a raise if this happens. No. Like they are just going to be stuck. They're just going to be stuck having the entry level job as a manager. Yep. What it will actually do is make it harder for them to actually get uh, to work their way up the corporate ladder because now they're at the bottom rung and they're now seen as just entry level labor. So unless they do yeah. something extraordinary that puts them up and above their peers, they're that much less likely to ever be able to work their way up the ladder. It's, it's it, minimal wage increases. It, it it's it is the economic it is the wage equivalent of lockdowns. It is a unserious. Uh, 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 Ill- it's someone who is illiterate to the to the situation that's being presented in front of them, looking at it and going, "Just make them pay more." It's like looking at the pandemic and going, "Just make everyone stay inside for how many weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks? Stay inside, everyone now!" Like it's just it's bad policy. It makes things much much worse. And anyone who's paying attention knows that this is a, a terrible thing. I was actually I spoke about this on the on the Kennedy panel, and the uh, I forget her name, but the, the the Democrat on the panel said, you know, many economic experts have said that this is a good thing. I said these are the economic experts that got us in the mess we're in. Why would we trust? The foxes that keep letting the foxes into our hen house go, I, well, we figured out 
how they're not how they're getting in. We're gonna put a new a new keypad on the hen house from Fox Corp, and that's gonna <laughs> fix it. Like the, the, at some point, we have to acknowledge that these experts are the people that got us in the mess that we're in. Maybe we should look at common sense. Uh, that says what happens when you inc- and, and meanwhile there are plenty of experts that say minimum wage increases are a terrible idea. You can pick and choose. You can cherry pick experts all day long. The last experts I want to hear from are the exact experts that got us in the economic mess that we're in right now. Right. Um, so speaking of yeah. experts, we have a segment that is fun. <laughs> Before you launch that, uh, completely off topic, I just feel I need to say this. Uh, when I was at the uh, after party, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl after party, that I, uh, I that I missed my invitation to. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it, man. Um, I don't know. Sad. But I got the lowest. I got two of the lowest key name drops I've ever gotten in my life. Where. People were like, you know, the don't you know who I am thing. Oh, okay. One of them was the granddaughter of somebody involved with the team. She was like 10. And she's the one name dropping? She she was like, don't you know who, you know, don't you know who I am? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> You're a child. Why would I You're know 10. That? No, how would I know it? I, why should I know a 10-year-old? <laughs> and the, the, the other person... Do you get, does everybody here know who the sign guy is on Instagram and Facebook? The sign guy? Yeah, he's a guy that stands out in like New York or somewhere and he just holds up signs that have snarky things on them. Yeah, I know who the sign guy is, of course. What a weird question. Yeah. The sign guy. To ask. Oh, that guy, yeah. That yeah, guy. yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. He name dropped himself. He was like, he was like, don't you know who I am? Oh, no. And he's like, I'm the sign guy from, and I was like, oh, okay. He said, I'm the sign guy. Yeah. He said, I'm the sign guy from Instagram. I, now I should have definitely been there so that when he said that I could have given him the same blank stare I just gave you. Yeah. Dude, dude with sign or guy with sign or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. If he had said to me. If he had said to me, do you know who I am? I would have absolutely been like, well, he's got seven and a half million followers. I, I vaguely knew about this guy. But if he had come up to me and said, I'm the sign guy, I would have been like, hey. Yep. Apparently, uh, Bud Light or somebody had paid him to go to the Super Bowl and advertise for Bud Citrus Seltzers. I don't know. And, uh, uh, he, was, and he was there and... I didn't know that it was him and he name dropped himself to which I went, I don't care. <laughs> that's inch. That's wow. Well, here's someone we do know folks, and that's personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor Colin moment. This is a this segment is some- sponsored by, this is somebody who deserves seven and a half million followers on Instagram. This man and his disembodied head. 100% deserve all the attention I, I love craig Colley's response sorry i already have a sign guy see that's probably what <laughs> when, when he said i'm the sign guy i would have been like for who like i that would have been my thing because you know when i was in you know uh, briefly in real estate and then when i worked with you know in, in web marketing and stuff you you know were like the sign guys like you know 
that's your guy that you get signs from. So that right. that's where I would have gotten like, I don't need a sign, but thank you. We're, we do everything online. We don't really need, like, we don't need a sign. But, but, but personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, he does deserve a sign because, uh, because he is the sponsor of this and he gives us money. So we definitely, and if you want to get, if you get, well, not if you want to get personally injured, if you get yourself <laughs> personally injured and Please you want to get money, don't try to get personally injured. Okay. I'm not an attorney, but I would advise you against that. But if you do get personally injured, chrisreynoldslaw.com, uh, this segment, uh, I'm never going to tell anyone where, where my mixtape is, Joseph. Let, let me, let's, let's explain something real quick. There is, if you look hard enough on the internet, there is a mixtape that I have made. I will never tell anyone where it is, ever. But you can find it. It is out there. It is findable. It is absolutely 100% findable. And if you find it, then you're going to witness some some uh, auditory magic, some musical musical magic when you get that. But, I'm guessing but that you did not use Spike Cohen. I don't want to say any more. If you find it, you'll know it's me. You'll know it's mine. How how many years ago was it? This was a, the some of the so this is a, a collection of hip hop tracks that I remixed the the songs. Tupac, Eminem, D12, uh Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh I think there's Biggie on there. Um and some of them are as old as uh 8 17 or 18 years old and some of them I think the last one I did was in like 06 or 07. So, you know, it's the early mid into the late. So right around the uh, the, the mid 2000s that I made this yeah. mixtape. Oh, and mid, it mid is out there. Okay. If you find it, you it's it's beautiful. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but if you can find it, you have to like find I feel, this. I feel like you did like an MC Cohen or MC Spike or something like MC. I'm not something. It's way there's way more of me and my name on it than one would think as hard as it is to find. But it is out if, there. And it's oh there's some reggae it. in there. Some reggae, there's some diplomats, uh there's some uh 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 Cameron. Well that's diplomats. Uh who else is in there? There's some clips. It's like all the mid two thousands rap, early mid into the late two thousands rap is in there. All completely remixed. It's not you're not gonna find I, you're not gonna people if, have found if it. Anybody, People who were just any- casually looking on the internet are like, did you make this? And I'm like, yeah, no, I made that. If anybody happens to find this and you send me the link, uh, I will live stream it on float. I will live stream the entire thing on float. You'll just see me sitting here listening to it, not understanding a single word that's coming out of any of these people's, uh, any of these people's that's, mouths. That's racist. It, you've said Eminem. It's not. That's true. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not racist anymore. No. Um, <laughs> not there's some. There's you. some. There's some Kanye in there. It's. It's a really. It's. It's. It, people are asking where. I'm not going to tell you where it is. It's on the internet. You can find it. You can find it. You're not going to. But so, well, you might. You might find it. But it's going to be. You're. I. I. You're hard pressed to find it. But it is out there, and it's really good. And you're going to be. You're going to be like when you. Okay. So here's how good it is. When people have found it before, they go. Uh, they go, uh, why aren't you pursuing a music career? That's how good it is. That's how good it is. So if you can find it, then you're going to be, you're going to be happy. Okay. 
but you're not going to find it. But anyway, personal like injury our attorney. Our entire audience and me is on SoundCloud right now. You're not, you aren't going to find it. You are not going to find it. Man, you have You might find it. You might, listen, you might find it. You might find it. But listen, keep in mind, this is something I uploaded. Here, here's a bit of a hint. I updated this, like, I, I uploaded this a while ago. That's really all I feel like I need to say. I didn't even need to say that. Hashtag find my... Spike's mixtape. Is it on MySpace? I'm not saying anymore. I'm, I'm telling you, you will find. If it it's is on MySpace, I will. <laughs> I will be so happy. <laughs> I'm not saying it anymore. I'm not saying it anymore. But Chris, plenty. There, you know who does have a lot to say? You are avid and faithful and loving followers who we also on love. Uh, if you go, <laughs> it's on LimeWire. <laughs> I'm not saying anymore. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, you can also leave messages for us. Okay, that, that's where you can hear our all of our uh, audio episodes or our podcasts, which is just audio version of this. Um, and then also while you're there, you can uh, press a button to leave a message and you can also press a button to leave a donation. Now, you do not have to make a donation to us uh, for us to listen to or respond to your messages, but we will like you more. So we with will. that, with that, let's uh, let's I find go it to. Funny that uh, outside of Chris, for the most part, he is the only person who pays us and leaves messages, who donates money and leaves. We got all these people that give us money, but they don't leave messages. Please leave us messages. We want yeah, to answer your. We, I mean, you again, leave messages even if you don't give us money, but give us money. Oh, and Josh, Josh McCose, Josh McCose too. Oh, and Josh McCose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. McCose as well. Yeah, people, Napster, Kazam. Listen, it's actually, I, I probably shouldn't even say this. It's, it's not just in, it's, it's, it's actually, last I saw, oh yeah, you're right, it went to M. It's last I, last I saw it was only in one place. Was it on last FM? No, last I saw. Was it, yeah, but was it on last FM? I don't know what last FM is. Hmm. But Maybe. I've said enough. I've said too much already. I've said too much. Um, so here we go with our first message from Josh McCose. Hey, Matt and Spike and Joe. Josh McCose here. I was just listening to Joe speak about how some of his criticisms seem they have been listened to by his legislature and how they're limiting the powers of his governor, which reminds me of what's happened in my state in oh, Joe not really politics, oh. but in the public university, which has funded by the state and the federal government, they um, in 2012, I was campaigning for Ron Paul, and I was saying that the problem with the university and tuition rising price, like tuition rising, was because the administration was basically pot, you know, loading their pockets, and there's also too much, you know, administrate like top-down administration causing all the um, budget issues and then when they had the accreditation board look at it they agreed with what I said and it's funny 10 years later we got a good idea it broke it it, it cut you off after a minute yeah but overall yes the 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 problem and, and so when he was saying Joe I'm like Joe it was Joe Solosky our, our guest yeah our guest from last week from last who by the way <laughs> We Fantastic love Joe. Guess. 
We yeah, big fan of Joe. I was big so you know I, I never talked to Joe before. I'd only heard good things, but you know when you when you and uh, you know we both we've both have shows where we have guests on and we have guests on this show occasionally as well. And there's always that if you don't know him that like, please don't be terrible. And he was amazing. And I was like, not only was he amazing, he was like one of our best guests ever. I mean, that's not a really long list. Uh, I think I can. He name was all he was our- a fan favorite. He but, was a fan. No, fan. he was he was fantastic. Uh, he he so well spoken. Um, oh, and the way he spoke. I'm Joe Soloski, and as you can tell Joe from my Solosky. voice, I am clearly a accountant. <laughs> no, he he had a lot. Of, he had a lot of really good ideas. He, he he's really engaging. He's funny. He's funny. He personable. No, I'm a big fan of Joe. He's and, amazing. And I'm not gonna lie. We've had numerous guests on, but he sent Spike and me, Spike and I, Spike and me, he spent, sent Spike and me a thank you message to thank us for having him yeah. on, which was kind of a first for us. It was, I think so. I, I think I've had guests thank me for being on my show, but I don't think we've ever had a Muddy Waters guest thank us. Like He's we just did, amazing. Like the, I love him. I love him. No, love, I love, love him. Joe. Love Joe. I love Joe. But yes, you're 100% correct. What happens when, when you have uh, any organization, especially a, a government-adjacent organization like a university, a public organization like a university, that's getting endless federal funding and, and sometimes state funding as well, they become incredibly corrupt. They don't have any price equilibrium because they can charge whatever they want because ultimately it's being underwritten by the uh, federal uh, student lenders and the, um, and, and, and the various grants and scholarships. And as opposed to having to charge what the student can actually afford, because if they can't afford it, they don't go there and they go somewhere else. Uh, it leads to lack of accountability and corruption and, and all the all the bad stuff that one can expect from such an arrangement. Yes. Somebody asked for a list of every Jewish rapper. And so I, there's an notorious. Well, we just spent the last but... year giving lists of fake Jewish rapper names. There is somebody on SoundCloud or on Spotify called Notorious J-E-W. I believe that. I believe that. Um, so here, oh, did you want to talk about the college thing? No. Yeah, I, I think we, we pretty well covered yeah, you, that. But yeah, no, Joe was, Joe was a great guest. And, and anyone who wants to help Joe, go to, oh gosh, Joe Solosky. Joe right? I, no, I think it's like for it's. Jo- oh no, it is JoeSoloski.com. I thought it was like Soloski for PA or something like that. Anyway, no, is it, it is Joe J O E S O L O S K I dot com. Um, and so here is our next question from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC Millennial Minute. In keeping with the AOC theme, uh, we had um, AOC get on whole Instagram Live, I believe it was, and uh, speak directly to the people um, about um, lots of things that have been happening lately, and it pretty much went viral, and and there have been lots of things said on on both sides. Uh, about that and so i i really wanted to kind of get your guys's take on what happened there especially uh spike um because it, it really got me thinking about you know 
speaking directly to the people and specifically LeBron James, how he just had that confrontation with who he called courtside Karen. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. So I think this is very clear. I think that that lady was standing up for her uh, for her man. For those who don't know oh, what yeah. what he's talking about, this is a very important thing. Uh, LeBron James was playing a uh, uh, playing a, a, a basketball game as he is wont to do on occasion, uh, and uh, one of the opposing players uh, he got into a dust up with. They were yelling at each other, um, but because of this situation where the the stands don't really have a lot of fans in them except immediate loved ones. It's quiet enough where people on the sidelines can just start yelling at the player like it's a little league game and they can hear them. And so, or whatever the equivalent of little league is for basketball, I guess middle school basketball, you can start, hey, you suck. And so she starts yelling because her he was going after his her man. And she yep. stood by her man and then she did a series of Instagram uh, posts, uh, videos, calling LeBron a bitch and, and, and saying... That, you know, anyone who's, you know, calling her uh, a gold digger is wrong. She They're wrong because she was with him before he was rich, I think was what she said, which, sure. And, sure. you know, and she stood by her man. You know, people are making fun of how she looks or, you know, what she said or, oh, why would you take on LeBron James or whatever. But I say, hey, listen, you, your, your loved one, if, if my wife were playing a game of of soccer because she's Canadian and we're playing so- and someone and some other, which you play and soccer some or other football? soccer. They're, they're, oh. they're like us, except not. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't say, they say soccer, but then they okay. play it. Um, but so anyway, when, uh, as adults, even, um, when, you know, when, if that had happened and someone started, you know, like one of the opposing teammates, one of the opposing team members started yelling at her or something, I'd be right up there screaming at, hey, you, you suck. You don't even know how to soccer. I, I, I My insults would be terrible because I know nothing about soccer, but I would certainly be saying stuff. And they'd probably call me, give me some kind of name or whatever, too. But you got to you got to stand by your partner, Matt. And that's what that's what's important is in no matter what anyone does, you always stand by your partner. Agreed. So thank you Absolutely for that question. Agreed. So here's your next one is from, oh, here we go. From Matt Hicks, laser legend Hicks. Hey there, guy on left and Cohen. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment TM. So uh, this is the only message I'm leaving you today because no, it's uh, not. I don't. Liar. It's sad. I don't really have time to do anything because all I do is read stupid cases. It's getting old. Um, you had an additional 57 seconds after this one. But uh, as I understand it, in the very near future, one or both of you are going to be at the LP Tennessee convention in yes. just a couple of weeks. And I wanted to take this opportunity to ask you and your listeners who may be there to ensure that my brother jason the ginormous turd hicks and his beautiful fiance kimberly who will also be there in our new libertarianism have a good time hashtag laser legend we will absolutely make sure that jason has a good time i've actually personally spoken with jason and was it kimberly is that what he just said Self. and the bill of attainder clause oh that's the wrong that's, one that's the, yeah that's the second one uh, anyway, I well, I think it was Kimberly. Yes, it's Kimberly they will have Ashley. a great time. Crap! Here now, now you got me second guess. 
be there to ensure that my duty to ask you and your listeners who may be there to ensure that my brother, Jason, the ginormous turd Hicks and his beautiful fiance, Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kimberly. Jason will, Hicks we will... in the comment said, yes, Kimberly. Oh, Jason's in the, oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Jason's so Jason, watching. yes, we will make sure that you and Kimberly have a fantastic time. Uh, it was great talking with you that day. And, uh, we're trying to get Matt to come up and we're luring him in with the promise that there will in fact be a representation of the Libertarian Party trashy prom caucus uh, at all, uh, uh, both official and uh, and non-official functions at LPTN. He, you should come. Just blow off your your career. <laughs> Job. Just blow um, off your, Kimber- well, blow off your Kimber- studies. Kimberly's in the comments as well. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, Kimberly Jordan. Um, Wow. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. hey guys, and hey. thank you so much uh, for no, tuning glad, in. And yeah. yes, we will make sure that you have a great time, and uh, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. You're going to. Well, this is a libertarian event, so you're gonna have fun, and you're gonna walk away thinking that was an interesting group of people. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know how else to say that. Lovable. Definitely, definitely not run-of-the-mill by but even like, the slightest stretch of the imagination sarah came uh super fan sarah Anderegg came to the uh national convention oh she came Orlando. to the big one yeah yeah she came to the big one and uh i don't want to say what she <laughs> what she said upon leaving <laughs> but <laughs> Every time I think of it, it makes me laugh. So I'm going to say it. Um, and now that she is on the communications team for the uh, the Libertarian Party of Florida. Uh, oh, wow. Let's, let's just throw this out. Uh, she said they seem like the, <laughs> they seem like those kids in high school who got picked on for being weird, but were just kept being weird. <laughs> You're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great Jason time. And Kimberly. And no one will pick on you. We'd never allow that to happen. He grew up with Have Matt. fun I'm over at that... comms, Sarah. <laughs> so here's our next question from uh, Matt Hicks. Here we go. Hey, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney law. Anchor calling moment TM. I know I said I wasn't going to call again, but. If I don't explain something, it's just going to keep bugging me, so I've got to do it. Um, I don't know if you watched the uh, Senate proceedings today in regards to the Trump impeachment, but Trump's defense team presented this idea about a bill of attainder. And at first I was thinking about it and and thinking that that was kind of a little bit clever. But then after the fact, um, it's an absurd argument because a bill of attainder is just that. It's a freaking bill, right? So it has to go through both houses, both both chambers of the Congress, and then be signed by the president himself. And the Bill of Attainder clause specifically prohibits targeting an individual or a class of people. So that's just stupid, man. That's all I got. Hashtag loser legend. Yeah, what little I know about a Bill of Attainder. Those were two relatively good questions slash comments from Matt Hicks. And I am in a row. Yeah, in a row. And I am impressed. In a row. I didn't even delete any this week. 
don't worry. He's going to be giving like a 35 minute story about <laughs> how he walked his dog. You Later. See, <laughs> Listen, beginning, I spent a lot of time with life. Matt. Matt, yeah, in the beginning, God created life. <laughs> Matt is an incredible. Walking my dog. I spent a lot of time with Matt Hicks on the campaign trail before he had to start law school. You could not find a better, higher quality individual, funny, loyal, intelligent, uh, forward thinking, brilliant, downright Machiavellian in his ability to, uh, you know, deal with situations as they come up, especially, you know, in a weird political, you know, intra-political environment that we were in. Uh, absolutely incredible person. His stories could use a little tightening up. Just a little. At, at first, it sounded like you, like you were describing a beagle. Amazing hearing, just loyal, <laughs> uh, 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 not very prone to uh, lymph node issues, um, a great smell, um, really, really good at ferreting out foxes, almost <laughs> as good as a ferret. Oh, well, uh, he's definitely not a beagle. He's Why is that? In, in no way did that he, describe a beagle? Well, because he can't ferret out the fox that keeps getting into his yard. Um, oh, <laughs> no, you're you're you might be a good guy, but you're no beagle, Matt. Yeah. What little I know about a bill of attainder is that you actually can't use it against a specific person. Specific so person. I don't. I think that they're comparing this to a bill of attainder. Oh, right. I, I mean, was... listen, and... at least they're at least they showed up at Capitol Hill and not like of a, a lawn center. Right. <laughs> so there is that. Four Seasons Lawn and Garden. See, Four Seasons Lawn and Garden. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That was... We had four years of that, Matt. I think, you know, I think sometimes people forget that... I don't think anyone forgot, but I think in the, in these, you know, moments, you gotta, you know, you gotta laugh to keep from crying, Matt. Thankfully. Oh, we have one more question. Okay, so we have one more from Kenneth. Actually, if you hit reload, we have two yes. more. Oh. Getting live ones. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's a, okay. Uh, and so we got a 20, so we got a question from Kenneth. Is it Ebel or Ebel? I keep forgetting. Evil. Evil. Okay. Here's one from Kenneth Evil. Hello, guy on top and guy on bottom. This is Kenneth Evil, your favorite Iowan corn sucker. Uh, so I'm not really into sports. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Um, but a lot of people... Are you watching your the show on like portrait mode and it's not <laughs> switching back? And... <laughs> top who are side who are both sideways i'm <laughs> i'm guessing that he's referring to whenever we have a guest on and we're over on oh the yeah left and top and bottom but that just that makes you the bottom um pa power bottom thank you anyway go ahead people you are upset the about the buccaneers bottom. beating the weekend and i just wanted to get your guys' stance on euthanasia thank you
I, I need to watch the halftime show to reevaluate my position on euthanasia. <laughs> the Buccaneers <laughs> beating the weekend. I think the weekend, the weekend he was one himself. of the. Uh, the weekend beat himself like communism in East Germany. Uh, but I actually didn't I gotta, see the halftime show. I didn't see I was going to say, show. I, I want to, yeah, I want to watch half. this. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh, I saw the first half and then I had to leave to go hang out with the players. Hang and, out with uh, the players. I had to which, get to go to bed. Yeah. So we yeah. have one more one more question from Josh McCoes. Doge to the moon. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. What are we at? What is Do- Dogecoin at now? Well, I'm just trying to get the price. Where are we? Okay, here's the coin desk. What are we at now? Oh, it had a little bit of a profit taking. Uh, it's down to seven cents. This was, according to, to the people who made Dogecoin, it was a joke. And it is now up to seven cents. It is. And it's now having like healthy patterns of profit taking and increase and then some profit. Like this is this is what a, a crypto does when it's not a joke. In all fairness, President Trump's campaign was a joke and he won. I started by promising everyone cheesy bread. Everything is a meme now. That's fair. That's fair. I'm now wearing a suit because I was on Kennedy earlier for three segments. Everything is a nothing meme. One of our sponsors intentionally misspells black. Nothing matters anymore. This guy sells weed. I'm sorry, smoke, smoke, sorry, smokable CBD. Smokable CBD. Smoke, it's not weed, people. Smokable CBD. Our other guy's an attorney. (laughs) Okay. Look at that pun Um... That punum, who has a someone has a Jewish girlfriend. I love it. Um, I love that you're becoming more Jewish than me over time. So no, yeah, I know words you don't. I know that's why. Yeah, you'll say stuff, and I'm like, the what? And you're like, isn't that Yiddish or whatever? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it is. Sarah's boyfriend. Oh, oh, Yingala. Well, hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning for, for doing the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And uh, so we're going to be doing something weird for to end this show. We're going to not go on for three hours. It's a weird we're going to have like a normal show. That's an hour and a half. It's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. There was a twist. There was a twist <laughs> is that we're ending yeah. now. Uh, alcohol weed and a lawyer fund a show that's actually that's like a priest and a rabbi joke is that you know it's it's this well no it's not alcohol it's coffee it's coffee it's cold brewed coffee it's just in a beer bottle right now so coffee uh, if alcohol wants to sponsor two guys who regularly talk about how they're sober 
we'll we're selling it. weed. Yeah, so, what well, we're not we're not we're selling like, weed. We're not selling. We're weed. marketing we're selling someone else who's selling weed. They're selling CBD smokables. It's different. <laughs> In fifty states, it's different. <laughs> I was gonna say. That green one ain't different in all 50 states. <laughs> Just put that out there. So, folks, uh, Sarah, what, what, Sarah and Anna, what is that word that she's not I, oh, almost coupled? Murdered. Uh, murdered. Well, that's a weird way of spelling murdered. But okay, Maurice. Oh no, okay, yeah, she clarified. Yeah, she's desperately trying not to get uh, kicked to get off removed from to get, get kicked off of Facebook. That's yeah. what happens when you threaten to stab me multiple times. You on the internet, yeah. Facebook. Uh, no, I don't smoke. Go, go I've ahead. Been thrown off of Facebook multiple times, and you've never threatened to kill anyone. I no, not on Facebook ever. Uh, no. So uh, Audrey said, "Do you smoke?" No, I've been sober for. Uh, gosh, almost 15 years now. So no, um, I'm at seven coming up on seven. Yeah. But we also believe that the government has no business, uh, being involved in what you put in your body and that it leads to black markets when they do. And that makes everything worse. Uh, Joseph press says, spike. Are you joining the Mises caucus? I've been in the Mises caucus since 2018, I believe 2019. Um, I was actually endorsed by the Mises caucus when I ran for, the VP nomination. They were one of the first uh, major groups within the party to endorse me. Um, I, I'm not giving clues about where my mixtape is. Yeah, since my yeah, I was I actually yeah, it came my mixtape came out shortly after I stopped doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you had all this free time. I had all the free time. It's if you're not going to do drugs, you got to you got to make some some bars. Right. <laughs> Man, somebody found something from 2008. And I was like, ooh, that could be it. It's it might uh 2008 n- no. This would be like 0607. I think was when oh, it okay. came out. No, 7 minutes. No, it's like it's 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 like 40 something tracks. It's <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, no, it's super long. Like it's 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 I spent years making it. This was my Magnus o- uh opa. Did you one time spend uh, magnum opus? Magnus opus, my magnum opus. Did you one time spend an hour rapping, rhyming things with uh, urination? Who told you that? Somebody in the comments said your mom said that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not online. Man, if that was online, I would spend the rest of my life searching for it. Yeah, no, that's definitely not. That was pre. That was like inter. Just barely the internet was out. Then no one had any recording devices like that. Yeah, no, that that does not exist online. But yes, I did. I spit bars for an hour uh, about urination. <laughs> if ever you want to kill, if we need to fill an hour, it may <laughs> on one of our shows. Happens. Should we need to fill an hour? Yeah, uh, it, it may or may not have been to uh, a, a DMX beat. It may or may not. It might. So, folks, uh, 
Thanks for tuning into this amazing episode. Tomorrow, I will be on my fellow Americans. My uh, guest will be uh, Laura Briggs, who is an expert in uh, in U.S. policy related to families. Uh, she is going to talk about the long and sordid history of institutionalized child kidnapping in this country uh, that has happened uh, even before the U.S. existed and has continued on ever since, and why we shouldn't be surprised in the least about family separation at the border, because that's what the government does is separate children from their parents on a regular basis, uh, both individually and in large groups. Uh, she is the author of a uh, book called Taking Children, uh, and we're actually going to be talking about that, how the government's long and sordid and disgusting history of doing just that, taking children from their families, often for little to no good reason. Um, and then join us back here next week, same muddied place, same muddied time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, well, no, I guess it's not going to be the same muddied place or time because we started at 9 p.m. Eastern because I was on Kennedy. Um, it will be the and, same muddied place, just yeah. different muddy. Oh, and Friday morning, I'm going to be on RT, but I don't know exactly when, but I'm going to be on a panel talking about Trump's impeachment. So if you get RT, watch all of Saturday morning. Like from like, I don't know, six to noon. I, I don't know when I'm going to be on there. I think it's like, hold on. I can tell you. Stop. Drop. Mazel tov, lady on top. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, this says 10. So I think at 10 a.m., I don't think that's pre-recorded. I think it's going to be a, a live thing. I'm going to be on RT talking about the Trump impeachment farce. RT, RT is Russia Today. for Russia asking. Today. I'm going to be on Russia. Russian. I'm going to be on Russia Today. R Russian propaganda media. The Russian propaganda media. I'll be Krim on it. Kremlin propaganda media. First thing in the morning, brought to you by the Kremlin. <laughs> brought to you by that fantastic Moscow Kava. Um, Moscow Kava. My friends over at, at Moscow Kava. Dos vidanya, beepski boopski. So, uh, and then join us back here on Tuesday, next Tuesday, same muddy place, same muddy time for the next episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the 2020 wonder, wonder boys that we are. Matt, if someone were to look for us on the internet, is that even possible? And if you so, know, it, how? It is in fact possible. Uh, all you would have to do is <laughs> watching you do <laughs> just so awkward <laughs> all you have to do is head over to anchor.fm slash anchor daughter hey was that weird when the thing kind of rose up slowly like that if you're listening to this on anchor.fm slash muddied waters you have no idea what we're laughing about right now this is but not nearly as funny as it would be if you watched us on video on float or youtube however if you were on anchor.fm slash muddied waters you could donate money by hitting the donate button and hit that button us up up to ten dollars a month Just give us money ten measly dollars a month ten little dollars and that's like that's nothing like two cups of coffee at starbucks this that's costs it. like a buck fifty it's like seven of these six of these Seven, so well, six, it's like seven. It's like seven of these. It's like, you could have that today. 
It is less than one of these. You can skip going, skip going to Starbucks one time a month, and you could still break even after giving us ten dollars a month. And after you hit the donate button, you can hit the message button. Yes. If you hit the message button, we will play your the questions and or comments live. We'll be happy to do that. We love to talk to you to hear your questions. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that settles it. I'm going to go there right after this show's over. <laughs> Folks, thanks again for tuning in so much. Let's make sure we got... Yeah, we... Get, good luck finding my mixtape out there. You're not going to find it. You, you, might, you might find it. I don't know. But good luck finding it. And folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow right here at My Fellow Americans. Hang on real quick. If anybody finds it before March 25th, I will do an episode of The Writer's Block where all I do is play that on float. And I will just sit here for the entire episode and we will play that entire mixtape, all 45 songs of it. Yeah, it's like 40-something tracks. It's going to take about two and a half to three hours. If you find the link, Folk, email it to muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com. <laughs> Folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you right here tomorrow on My Fellow Americans and then next week, uh, Tuesday, right here for the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Thanks again so much. Have a great rest of your night. And where we're going, we don't need roads.